Welcome to the Black Anime Podcast. You see me dead, do you? Well then. Go on. She's all about that ass. You are now tuned into the Black Anime Podcast. Not the same. Bro, that nigga was strong. He just got into the Emma is not on top. Not the same, bro. Not even close. Bro, he could have been the killer. You are now tuned in to the Black Anime Podcast. This is the end of the road. Afro Samurai. What's good, everybody? Welcome to another seasonal episode of the Black Anime Podcast, where we talk about anime, manga, webtoons, comics, culture, all that shit. And more. And today you got your main man Aaron, aka the Lost Homie, aka the anime anthology. I watch more anime in season than some people watch in a year. And I'm okay with that. Today we are bringing you a spring 2021 mid-season episode. And again, I'm sorry for those who look forward to our seasonal episodes and we didn't have a one in the early spring. I promise you, I promise you we'll try not to try not to miss out in the summer. But uh you know, season episodes will usually do pretty well on our pod, so I'm gonna try to keep it up. But let's uh, let's 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 get into this spring 2021 season. Now, before I really dive into it, I kind of want to give my full thoughts on the full spring season because I feel like it's it's like it's an apt thing that, that I need to do because of how winter season was, right? So winter season, we had a lot of standout anime that really, you know, kind of set the tone for the year, right? Uh, we had Attack on Titan, uh, Final Season Part 1. We had Jujutsu Kaisen, right? And, uh, oh my gosh, there was another one that was really good from last season that I, I just can't remember right now. But we had a lot of good standout anime that I really felt like stood above the rest and really, you know, what, you know, solidified that season is for a lot of people, one of their favorites, you know, and since really seasonal anime became a thing. And so I want to talk about just the overall of the season. And if, I mean, if you agree, you agree, you don't, you don't, it's whatever, you know, I, I say whatever the fuck I want to say. So that's how it's going to be. And so right now, uh, you know, we're on episode six week and you know with 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 that it's this is a solid season this this is probably a better season for me personally than last season because i believe this season has a lot of eight out of tens right like i don't think there is a lot of anime that is completely stand out right we don't have a jujitsu kaisen this season we don't have an attack on titan final season this season we don't have you know those other ones that really you know, stood out and, you know, took over the entire anime space. But what we do have, what we do have in this season is a lot of really, really good anime, right? That 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 hits the mark, you know what I mean? Again, it's not trending on, on Twitter or whatever like that, but it damn sure should be. And it hits the mark and really, I, I think it's it's like a, a defining moment for like seasonal anime where I remember last last um, last season we had people talking on Twitter talking about how, you know, some anime is good, some anime is bad and that people, people are getting burnt out of anime and all that kind of stuff. And I think I like the seasonal structure. 
I think the seasonal structure is good necessarily for creators and, and to have a, have a wide variety of anime to watch. I I enjoy it. Now, talking about the treatment of anime, animators and studios, that's a whole different discussion. Do not agree with that. But I do think the seasonal schedule does help create more ideas and get more things out there. You know, it, it also gives us some 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 seasons like this where there's just a lot of good anime to watch that but they're all different in their own, you know, shape, shape and form. Like they're all different in all shape, form and values. And that's what makes it makes it such a good season. That we have so many, you know, we have we have the old mixed with what seems like the new. We have some video game anime that isn't like older video game anime. We have some isekai anime that really, you know, again, isn't like older isekai anime. Same thing with the comedies and everything like that. It just feels like we're getting a lot of we're getting a lot of variety this season, which I really enjoy, and it's good. It's good. I have about I've watched about eighteen anime in a week because I'm insane. And um, besides, so so it's eighteen, and then you know, uh, take off two for continuation, so sixteen anime this season, original anime that came out this season, and I I can't say. I necessarily really hated any of them. There's two which I'm disappointed in, but even I feel like if I kept watching them or if it was just my taste, then I would have enjoyed it. So like it really just really depends on, you know, some of these are taste-wise and like that, but overall, it's still like a really good season for people who like all different types of shows and different types of anime. So I, I think spring 2021 is so far probably my favorite season this year. But we'll see how everything ends and everything like that. I do love the spectacle. That's why winter season winter, winter season is really good. I do love the spectacle. And we did get, um, we also did get that other isekai, which I can't remember right now. Oh, my gosh. That was really, really good. So, like, like we're just, so far, let's just say this. It's been a really, really, really good season for anime. Right? And when the six-month mark hits, this is, like, some of the best six months of anime in a while. So, um yeah, and I, I I say that, but I, I'd have to go back and really look at the last year and the year before season to really say that. But I can't think of another time I've been you know this this you know enjoyed this 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 many anime that's really you know taken my attention like this back to back to back and all been new. So like I've watched new anime and old anime, but these are all new ones which I really enjoyed. So let's get into the anime that we're watching this season. Now the season had a lot of anime came out came out as every season probably like 25 or 26, um, I chose basically the top 15, 16 that I think I've really identified with me and something that I think I would enjoy, which, I, which is what I do every season. Uh, and so let's talk about them. So first, anime we're watching, first one is Higuro. After being rejected, I shaved and took in a high school runaway. Don't tour with me, Miss Nagataro. Two-year eternity, Tokyo Revengers, combatants will be dispatched. I've been killing slimes for 300 years and maxed out my level. 86, 86. Full dive. This ultimate next-gen full dive RPG is even shittier than real life. Also make rom-com where the childhood friend won't lose. Vivi, Florite's Eyes Song. Kokomo. 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 Mars Red. Those Snow White Notes. Jurin, The Princess of Snow and Blood. Bird and Kabaddi. And Odd Taxi. Now, as always, we'll go through the continuations first, and then we get into the like, rank of originals. Uh, also, you might miss, you, know, you might notice that I did not say Yasuke. I did not say um, Castlevania because we did a review for Yasuke. So, if you want to hear uh, mine, Braxton, and Bo's opinion on that anime, you can go back and listen to our our review for Yasuke there. Castlevania—that's something that I also 
be reviewed, so I'm not going to talk about it here. Also, I don't really feel like those are seasonal because they don't come out week to week. So, like, it feels like a, more like a movie or something like that. Like, they just dropped all the episodes on us and be like, hey, yo, take that. So, I personally would not add it into seasonal anime. I would probably talk about, like, in a YouTube video or something, but I wouldn't put it into our seasonal anime pod, if that makes sense. So, all right, so continuations. The continuations that I watched this week uh, or for the, se- for the season so far is Welcome to Demon School in Rumakun and My Hero Academia Season 5. Uh, I'm probably going to wait for Megalobox to get on Netflix or for it to finish. I don't know. Watching Megalobox week to week just sounds horrible to me. I'm sorry. And, and just my two cents on Megalobox Season 2, I really feel like it wasn't needed. I don't think Megalobox Season 2 was... <sighs> I, it just, for me, didn't make sense, right? Megalobox Season 1, I think, had a really good ending, a damn near perfect ending, and Season 2 just seems like, you know, unnecessary. If it's good, it's good. Like, if it's good, I'll be happy. You know what I mean? If it's bad, then I'll just ignore it and act like it never existed. But if it's good, it's good, and so I look forward to binging it all the way through once it finishes, but yeah, I don't think it was necessary. I don't think we needed Megalobox Season 2. I don't think there's any questions or things I felt like really were aching me after it, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like it's a Cars 3 situation, but, um, <laughs> a Cars 3 situation, um, but Cars 3 was good, so, I mean, hey, who knows, who knows, you know what I mean, Megalobox, Megalobox Season 2 might be, might be what I'm, what I'm missing, um, also, you might have heard, I don't have, fr- I don't have Fruits Basket, I don't have Fruits Basket Season 2 on here, so... Uh, when I season two, the last season, this is the final season of Fruits Basket. I don't have that in here. So I have not started Fruits Basket, the final season yet either. I will be watching that. So I will, and I will be talking about it. I'm, I'm flirting with the idea of doing a full Fruits Basket, uh, was it 2018? I think that's what it called, Fruits Basket 2018 review, because I love Fruits Basket. Fruits Basket is amazing. And I have some friends that I know would love talking about, to talk about it. So yeah, but all right, talking about this. So right now I would say Welcome to Demon School Rumor is probably, the favorite, it's out of the two. That's just because of my sentimentalities. I really like Welcome to Demon School of Rumacoon. I think it's a really good show. It's comedy. I think so far this season is weaker than the last one. I don't know what it is about it right now. I can't really name what it is about it right now that is not having me love it as much as the last season did. But I am still enjoying it for what it is and still fun. The animation's good. All that and you know, bag of chips. Um, Rumor Coon, if you, if you watch up to the current episode, uh, we're about to get into, you know, the evil of Rumor Coon, and uh, we're going to find out what that's about, which I'm really excited to see since I was teased at the end of last season. So I'm really excited to see what happens with that. You know, maybe he gets magic powers. Maybe, maybe you know, he's, he's going to shake up the status quo a little bit. So I'm interested to see what, what comes out of that. And But, I mean, I don't really have much to say about Welcome to Demon School of Yeah, I don't really have much to say about it. I don't really have much. My Hero Academia Season 5, I think it's a good season so far. I personally, for me, I think the joint training arc, which is, that's what this is called. Um, I, I like seeing Class B. I think it's funny because it seems like there's a lot of people on Class B who should be in Class A. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Some of these Class B people are a little too powerful to not be Class A students. Like, is it a grades thing? Are they not smarter? But then that doesn't seem like it works either. I feel like a lot of the Class A is kind of getting... You know, they should, they, 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 they're, they're not going to the potential I feel like they should be at, which is weird because they have more experience than Class B. So you would think that they, like, even though, like, it seems like, like, you know, you hear the part, part where All Might says Class B on paper. On paper, Class B 
has been working harder necessarily because they've been, you know, doing all the trainings, they've been working through school, and they haven't had, you know, you know, to fight the shiggy gang, and they hadn't do all that kind of stuff like that. Like they, they, um, they've been in class, so like they have the, you know, the the, the studies. Like they're like the college, they're like that kid in college who they're like that kid in college who goes to all his classes. You know, I mean, he gets A's in all the tests. He does all that. Like that's that's who class B is, right? While class A is the dude that has, you know, internships and he's not in class all the time, but he's in a lot of real world experience, right? So I mean, and they're both equally both equal equal uh, ways to go about life. But I would think class A would be a little bit better. Not not better than them, but like better than what they're showing us in the joint training arc. Like it feels like a lot of times they're bumbling and stuff like that. Like, except for the first group who kinda, you know, started out with a handicap because they didn't know um Shinzo's powers. They didn't know Shinzo's powers, so they're talking about it and they kind of started with a handicap. They use their experience and everything to turn the tables on it and win in a really good way. And I really like that, right? Like that made sense. But then we get battle match two, match three, and it feels like the people in class A who do have experience just to be like kind of floundering a little bit. And I'm just like, I feel like this should be more intense of a battle unless it feels like class B is the one that is making all the plans and handling everything. Because class A is just very predictable. And, like, the plans that they end up making. And I'm like, y'all have fought against real-life villains. Like, real-life niggas trying to kill y'all. And, and like, y'all have had to be creative in the way that you won these battles. And they've done it. And so, for y'all to be this kind of, I'm not going to trash. To be this trash is not making sense. But, I will say, I love me a good training arc. So, I am, I am enjoying it. I will say, it hasn't done anything to really be, I guess, phenomenal in my eyes. Um, I am, I do love, uh, oh, I, think I'm thinking, I think it's this Takayomi, I can't remember, Dark Shadow, I do love Dark Shadow, so I'm really glad that we got to see some development for him, and see him with Hawks and everything, like, I really love his, I really love his power, and I feel like that, that man is, that nigga is not giving the respect he deserves, like, especially when you watch, watch like, the, the, uh, the My Hero Academia movie from last year, where that man they 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 put that man in the darkness and he just went crazy. I, like I love that. Like I love that. So I'm glad we have to see more of that. Um, and I mean we're getting a lot of character, you know, growth and more development for some of these characters we didn't know about. But it's just my problem with My Hero Academia from some time is like you know we're learning a lot a lot about these Class B kids, but you know is it going to come into play when we fight these bigger villains, right? Because we haven't seen it come into play yet. We see Class B come in. Oh, they just become a booster for Class A. Oh, they gotten strong like that. But I want to see these Class B kids fight some villains. I want to see these Class B kids really show off their talents against people who are literally trying to kill them and not the Class A students. But overall, like I said, I'm actually enjoying. I'm actually enjoying my Hero Academia again. It's it, it's it, it's not standing out like you know Jujutsu Kaisen or something like that. But I think I think once we get through this arc and we get through this last match next week, I think we'll we'll really get into. Uh, what is going to make this season really good because again we're just having a big old training arc right now so we shall see what happens also my pet peeve and i hate this with most anime <laughs> why do they recap in like the first five minutes of the anime like like every time like that takes me five minutes first of all first of all the anime itself is supposed to be about you know supposed to be about what 30 minutes right credits roll at about you know minute 22 and then you spend about Three minutes doing a recap, and then we got a minute thirty of the, of the, of the OP, and then we get into the anime. And then even sometimes the beginning of the actual anime is still a recap from the last match, where they're saying the same dialogue for about another two minutes. So what's that? That's about that's about that's about six minutes in the beginning, 
Let me get off about eight minutes at the end. What's that? What's that? 14? That's 14 minutes. So we only really get about 15 minutes a show. 15 and 16 minutes of a show. I'm going to need to stop that. Either increase the episode length, give us 45 minutes, and stop all that bullshit. I don't want to see, I don't want to see a mini five-minute recap within the beginning of every single episode. I don't want to see that. Just give me the episode. Cut the time down to 22 minutes and give me the episode. We don't need all that. But yeah, that's all I that's, that's what I got for that. That's what I got for that. Because that 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 has been, been that has been peeving me off every my hero academy episode, but I guess all for that. So now let's get into this season, the new original anime from this season. Now I added another category called average, and I'll explain why I added it when I get to it. But you already know we we have our we have you know top three, we have still good, we have average, which is which is new, and then disappointing, right? So anime disappointed me. So let's start from the bottom up, not from the top down. And we have disappointing. First, we have Don't Toy With Me, Miss Nagatoro. Now, with the, with the two disappointing anime this season, I don't necessarily think either of them are bad. They're just very well underneath my expectations, and they don't excite me in any way, shape, or form. So I caught up on Don't Toy With Me, Miss Nagatoro, and I think it's just the... It's the episode of annoying anime, right? Now I did see some people on Twitter who said they like it, and like I, 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 mean, I, you know what? This is this is my opinion on don't don't tell me Miss Nagatoro. It feels fetishy, very very fetishy to me, and it feels as though the author, when he was a kid, was like a nerd character, and he liked being demeaned, right? It, it, it all power to the people. If that's what you like, that's what you like, man. I. I'm not here to judge what people like to do. I mean, what you do in your house, what you do in your bedroom is what you do. But that's just what it feels like. Because as the main character, one of his backstory things is that he got bullied when he was young. And that kind of turned him into who he is today. And why he doesn't like, you know, the type of girls that Nagatoro is. But then he, you know, he chooses. Chooses to stay around her. Even though she demeans him, bullies him. And it's just overall a mean person to him, right? Like, she is almost a total asshole to him, but she's also protective of him, right? And, like, stuff like that, like, those little nuances, those little those little things they do with it, that's what makes me feel like, yeah, this is a fetish. Like, the author likes being demeaned. And maybe he found this out in high school, and so he wrote a story about how he liked being demeaned. And it's, it just feels fetishy to me. Like, they be, like, she be, be me and him, and he be blushing. And I'm like, but then we go back to a flashback, and he was getting bullied, and he hated it. So I'm just like, yeah, this is very fetishy, and it's not mine. <laughs> it is not mine. So um, that, along with, I don't really care for the story. Um, as someone, you know, I love Slice of Life. Um, this feels devoid of a true story, really. I guess it's about his growth as getting out of his shell, you know, and being a, a you know, and being afraid of people, I guess, like Nagataro. But it doesn't really feel like that. Again, it just feels, it just feels fetishy. It doesn't feel like there really is any type of story. I'm guessing Nagataro and him will some point have a relationship. But then I guess it's not really toxic because he's quiet and he likes the way she talks to him. So I don't know. It's just, for me, it's just icky. I don't like it. I don't. I don't like it. I just I just don't like it. I really don't like it. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, if you're into that, you're into that. Again, not judging what you're doing in your house, what you're doing in your house. But yeah, Nagatero is a miss for me, a big miss for me. I have not enjoyed any episodes of it, not not even from the first one. I uh, below average for me. Um, animations, alright then, alright though. Next we have Koikimo, Koikimo, Ko Koikimo. I don't speak Japanese. Uh, and this one is about basically a man. Right, he's a womanizer. He's all that in a bag of chips, and a a, a girl saves him. A, a girl. Uh, he's a he's a grown man. This man's in his twenties, late twenties, something like that. He's old man, not old, but like he he older man, older man, and she's in high school, probably like sixteen, seventeen, maybe fifteen. Who knows? And she saves him from falling off down some steps or whatever, and he falls in love with her. And that's kind of where it lost me. <laughs> like, I read the description, but I was like, you know, I'm going to give it a try. I'm going to give it a try. You know, I give everything a try. And it's the exact opposite of an anime that we'll bring up later. But, um, that I'll bring up later. But he hopelessly falls in love with her. And stalks her. Sends her unwanted gifts. And is just overall harassing her. Right? And I see the comedic value in it. And I see how it could be maybe funny. But overall, it's just not. It's not it for me. It's not it for me. I, I can't really enjoy it. I, I don't really like um, I don't really like those kind of relationships. And again, that's why I like, we're going to talk about it later. And I'll, I'll reference it when I get to this anime later. I don't really like when anime does this kind of things with underage relationships. It just, it's just weird to me. It's just weird to me. Like, I, I, I get that values are different wherever you come from. But it's just weird to me. And I mean, again, I don't like everything. So it's just it. But I think really it's it's really a weird thing where you have this man who is sending a high school woman, high school girl, girl, she's a girl, um, flowers and chocolates and all stuff like that. Who was also the the girl is also the friend of his little sister that goes to high school with her. Like that is weird. That is weird. That's uncomfortable. That's weird. I'm not for it. I'm not for it. So. Um, I mean, again, it's it's played comedically, like it's supposed to be a joke, that kind of thing. And but I don't know, I don't know. It doesn't appeal to me. And so yeah. But again, I can see the comedy in it. So if you think it's funny and you are enjoying it, again, I'm not, I'm not judging. Really, not not fully. A little bit maybe, but not fully. Not fully judging. Like fifty percent. Fifty percent I am. But next, that's that's only that's only two we have been disappointing. This is like I said, a good season anime. Next, let's move on to the average. Now, I added this average category because these are anime I don't think. <sighs> average, uh, also mid, right? And I don't like using the word mid because it's been like, because mid isn't like, you know, an actual thing now. People say mid to say anime is bad. And this is the thing. Neither of these anime I'm about to talk about, it's two of them, I think are personally bad anime. I think they're really, I think they're good. I think a lot of people are going to enjoy them. And I think that they do a really good job conveying the ideals that ideas that you're trying to convey. And but for me, it just feels like these are anime that really just have a piece missing for me, right? They really just have a piece missing for me that just that that, that can't push into the still good category. Like these are just these are ones that are flirting for me in the five to six, right? Well, no, actually, more like you know five, yeah, more like a five. They're flirting on a five for me. Like they could get to a six, but like five or six for me, right? So, first we have Burning Committee, 
which is the new sports animated, new big sports animated. I think about three came out this season, but this is the only one I watched because I was actually looking forward to this one. And I like Burning Committee. I don't know if I'll finish it, but I like it. All right. Burning Committee is about a sport, basically tag, but it's like hella aggressive. Like niggas is tackling each other on wrestling mats, aggressive. And the best part about it is the characters in the show. The characters have a lot of charisma, a lot of energy. It's really fun to watch. I like the, the technical aspect of it and um, just that kind of stuff is just really enjoy, enjoyable. The animation's good. It, it brings a lot to the table that a good sports anime brings to it when we're talking about uh, shonen-style sports anime. Like, it's not very fully slice of life style, which is cool. Again, I like both. Um, but it's definitely more, you know, sh more shown in aspect than this slice of life aspect from the three episodes I watched. So it's it's good though. It's fun. The characters are fun. The uh, the story seems to be fun. Like I, you know, I I really like something that's kind of interesting or where the characters are, you know, I guess more interesting. I just don't have, I don't feel committed to any of these characters. Let's say that. Like I can't say without a shadow of a doubt I love any of these characters. So that's probably what has an average category for me. It just it's just a fun anime. And that's cool. Like, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I, I would never say having fun with the anime is a bad thing. Um, or, you know, critically or whatever, whatever. If you have fun, you have fun, that's good for you. And that's how you should enjoy anime. But I don't know. There's just no characters in there where I feel connected to, I guess, in a sense, right? And um uh our, our, uh my friend Abe. Um, who's on the It My podcast and has his own podcast, Osa and A podcast. Um, he 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 really loves Burning Committee, and he said it reminds him of like football and something like that. He really he's really enjoying it, and like so, and that's the thing. It's like, you know, I may not be connected to it, but he connected to it on a level of the physicality of the sport and the way it's explained and the the the, the animation, the view of it, which makes sense because that's what Burning Committee is. So, but again, like I said. For me, I just, I don't know. I think with, like, Haikyuu, Run With The Wind, and uh, what's the other sport? Megalobox and something like that. There's been, like, one or two characters that I've really connected with. And that's how I really enjoy anime is connecting with characters that I really enjoy. But Burning Committee doesn't really have that for me. But, yeah. Next, we have Joran, the Princess of Snow and Blood, which is about a woman who is from a hidden tribe whose entire family and tribe gets massacred and so she's going for revenge but then i kind of switches up halfway through so i will say during the prince of snow and blood has a really cool art style and i actually really like the animation for it um i think the main character is interesting and the story itself is very interesting however again it's it, it's an average because i feel like it's just missing something that puts it above the bar and i don't know what it is I don't know what it is with this one. This is this is a personal feeling thing that I watched it. I did enjoy it, but I'm just like it needs something else. Um, the main character herself, she's stoic. Uh, she's she is cool. I will say she's stoic. She's cool. She she is you know belated to you know her um, her duties. Like she she's I don't know. She's she's a lot of good things about her. I think one thing my problem would also be with kind of the pacing. But then again, it depends on how it ends. Because if you're watching this show, she gets her revenge pretty quickly, um, you know, anime-wise. Anime-wise, she gets it pretty quickly. Because, you know, anime are drag something out for three seasons. She gets it pretty quickly, and she's not really concerned with the affairs of her country. And she has her own personal issues to deal with. So it just feels weird how quickly 
that part gets necessarily resolved. And so now we're on to something else where more than likely she'll become committed to trying to, you know, stop the evil, the greater evil that lives in her nation. But I don't know. I feel like the pacing is a little off for the show. Um, and I also feel as though as a character, she doesn't fully work for the show past this point it'll feel like it's going to be an uh it's going to be a complete 180 from her past beliefs to make it you know make it into this i guess new mindset of hers so i, I don't know during during the princess of stone blood is good it's interesting it's just, it's just missing something it's just missing that certain you know genesis that that will put it above you know other other anime on this list but that's all I have for average and disappointing. Let's move on to still good. Now, as I said, most of the anime in this season is is good. Like, I really have very little complaint about, right? When I was trying to make the still good category, I, I, have, I, have, I have doubts. I pick some of these, and I'm like, hmm, I don't know if I agree with this. Even though I picked it, I'm looking at it, and I want to move it again. But I'm, I'm not going to move it. But it's, it's just so, there's so much good anime this season that if that that you can enjoy depending on what you like and everything like that and but uh uh but okay for still good we're gonna start talking about what combatants will be dispatched i actually finished this yesterday um because i forgot to watch it last week and it's so funny this is a this is this there's about three anime on here that's like really funny that they do a really good job with the comedy and this is one of them this show is funny uh, the characters are good. Like, they... <laughs> okay. So one thing I love about this is because this is about um, a guy named Agent Six and a little Android girl um, uh, being teleported to another planet to take it over for the evil corporation that they work for on their Earth, right? And it's funny because like this guy is like actually evil to this. Like he's not like you know super villain Joker evil, but he's like petty crime evil type thing. And like it's it's hilarious. Like he's what I, what I like about it is that it doesn't it doesn't try to make him doesn't try to make him good, right? Like it doesn't try to make him feel like he has to betray. Like it's it's not an anime where it's like oh okay well he's gonna turn into a good guy by the end of this anime. Hopefully not. But it's not that kind of anime. It's an anime where this guy is like he's like petty level evil, but like he does things because he wants to. And his android who android girl who first who has like a smart mouth and is like quick witted and nothing like that. Like at first she doesn't like him, but then they they form a partnership and they their their interactions. The main character and the android girl's interactions are golden, golden, like prime time comedy golden. Like combats would be dispatched. It's just it's such a fun. Such a fun anime. I don't really know how to explain it. <laughs> like, he, he goes to his other world, and he becomes a knight, and he's, like, trying to protect the kingdom and, from the demon king. And you would think we're watching an isekai, which I guess it kind of is, because he was transported to another world. So I guess it's kind of an isekai. I don't know. I don't know. But I don't, they just do everything so well in this. It's, it's funny. It's interesting. And... And all the characters are just, you know, a joy to watch. And so I, I think I think most people would enjoy this, even if you're not a big fan of the isekai genre. Next, we have Odd Taxi, which I was told I have to watch. And after watching, I understood why. Now, I joke around and call this the, what, the uncredited spinoff to Beastars. 
<laughs> seeing as this is a show about uh an what was it an a walrus? Is he a walrus? Can't remember who drives a taxi and you know he basically uh ends up being a part of the lives of the patrons that joins his taxi. And so it's it's it, it's it's probably I don't know, it's probably the most unique story of this season. Yeah, I don't think there's anything that's more unique than this. Like this is I mean, this is something that I think we've probably seen like in movies or we've seen done in movies, you know, where the taxi driver, you know, becomes like, you know, a part of the the main story of the characters that join his taxi or join like get into him. Um or just probably even, you know, TV shows, like live action TV shows with people like this. But um Odd Taxi itself is very, very interesting, very, very good. And it's I don't know, it has elements of little elements of comedy, little elements of um mystery like there's a there's a uh, there's a there's a very big conspiracy unfolding in this anime and this taxi driver who kind of wants nothing to do with it is necessarily wrapped up all in it so it becomes him kind of you know trying to live his life while also being approached by the people trying to figure out this conspiracy that he could be a part of but we don't know yet because anime hasn't told us yet so it is mystery there's intrigue there's a lot of just fun stuff in this anime that I think would be, you know, enjoyable for a lot of people. And it was enjoyable for me. I really liked it. It's a really cool anime. I think, I mean, I think a lot of people should check it out. Next, we have the the anime that is the epitome of uh, sadness. We have the sadness of the season, I would like to call it. And the sadness of this season is To Your Eternity. The story of basically a creature created by God right sent down to earth and it kind of mimics the things that becomes close to it so the things that it creates a connection with it be, it can become so like it turns into a rock first and then it turns into I forget it turns out to a rock and then it turned into a wolf and then it befriends um a kid who the older the old wolf that died and then he turned into the wolf um it was owned by and he befriends the kid and goes on a journey with him then the kid dies, and then he turns into the kid. And then the kid, and as the kid, he lives on and tries to live the kid's dream, seeing as he became so close to him. And so, like, it's it's, it's about it's, a, it's it's an anime about loss. It's an anime about connections. It's an anime about relationships. It's an anime that you know has action in it. I think the animation is really good. It has action in it, but it's not the the main thing about it. It's just it's sadness. It's sadness the anime. That's all I can call it. All I can call it is sadness the anime because if I don't know if you if you if you get to episode three or four of it you're not you're not just like wow like what the hell like is everybody is this is everybody gonna die I'm just gonna let you know everybody gonna die everybody gonna die I'm at this point I'm convinced um I, I think I know some people that either read the manga or something like that that said that that's what happens but either way at this point I'm convinced everybody gonna die this 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 entity is you know. You know, it's it's gonna be it's gonna go through a lot of sadness, and we're gonna watch it try to learn and learn and function in this world as it creates these connections, and the connections end up you know becoming finite. And so, I guess I'm not giving you like a good reason to watch it. I think it's a, I think to your turn is something you know you know you should check out if you're interested. Um, I think it's a really it's a really good anime. It's not I'm not gonna say it's fun. It's not fun. <laughs> 
But it's not fun in the sense that, you know, I'll call it like burning committee fun and combatants would be dispatch fun in the sense that like, you know, it's joyful. There's, kid, there's a lot of energy and stuff like that. The, the relationships, the relationships into your eternity are lasting. They're really, they're really fun to watch. The, the interactions with Pichini characters is really good. Like really, really good. Like the character, the, the way the characters develop, who the characters are, all those things are phenomenal so far. Like I really like it. I really like the way that they, they introduce characters and introduce and, and make them important. Like, it's not like this anime does not say this character is important to it. Right, the entity. It doesn't say that. It shows us. It gives us the time to really see the relationship develop and see the importance and why when that character dies, it's so important to it, to the to the entity. And so it, it does a really good job of that. Like, I don't know, to your eternity, definitely one of my favorites this season. Um a lot of anime is one of my favorites this season, but that's definitely one of my favorites this season. For sure, for sure. Uh next we have I've been killing slimes for three hundred years and maxed out my level. This is probably the funniest anime. Like this and Combatants are probably the two funniest anime this season. I've been killing Sans for 300 years and maxed out my level is another isekai. Um, and uh, it's it's basically about this woman who dies from overwork in her original world. And so she goes, she ends up, you know, uh, being reincarnated in this new world with magic and everything. And she has immortality. And she says, I'm going to just live the slow life for the rest of my life. I'm just living the slow life. I'm not going... I'm not going to do nothing crazy. I'm not going to work. I'm just going to, you know, wake up. Go. I'm going to wake up whenever I want to. I'm going to go kill like 25 slimes. And then I'm going to get the money. And then I'm going to go to sleep. I'm, I'm going to do whatever I want to. I'm not going to overwork myself like in my past life. And what comes out of this ambition is just a really funny, relatable, um, interesting anime with good characters. And, you know, as as the show goes on, of course, you know, that's what, hap- that's what happened. And she kills 25 slimes a day for 300 years and becomes the most powerful witch in, like, the entire world. And she gets people challenging her. And what happens is she creates this this new family on this new on this new earth, you know, on this new world. She creates this new family of, like, a it's like a demon. She has, ki- she has kids that are reincarnations of the souls of the slimes that she killed. <laughs> Which sounds a lot more morbid than they play it off to be. And then she has a dragon who can turn into a, um, who can shape tip into also a human, uh, who is also a part of her family. And she has a ghost. She has a ghost part of her family. So she has, it's all the occult. All the, all the occults and all the fantasy elements are here, you know. And it's, I don't, it's played for jokes in the best way possible. It's not taken seriously, which is what makes it so good. It's not, you know, the fact that she still is, you know, you know, Holding on to her ambition, even though her family is growing and becoming bigger, and it doesn't feel like she's she's not gonna let it go anytime soon. And she and what I really like about her is that she fights for like other characters to you know understand that that you know their rest and everything that is important as well. Like I think it's really good, you know, because you know it's good to you know have a character that's fighting against the the work culture that is like telling you you gotta work till you die. And instead, a character who's like, no, nah, take a rest, take take a take a beat, take a beat. You know what I mean? Like, just rest. Sometimes rest is just as important as the work. And I mean, along with that message, it's just it's just funny. It's just funny. Like, there's so much about it that's just hilarious. Like, I I don't find myself like I do think some things are funny, and I don't you know you don't laugh like blow some heart um Eric your nose or some shit. But I found myself generally laughing at a, at a, a lot of points in this anime. And I don't know. It's, it's a meme graveyard. It's a meme graveyard. There's a lot of good memes that could definitely come out of this show. Um, 
It just, I'm just just thinking about it. I'm laughing. There's a few moments, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, I'm just laughing about. And like, that I kind of want to rewatch. Like, I kind of want to go back and when this show finishes, I'm thinking about kind of going back and rewatch it from the beginning, just because I I had so much fun and I enjoyed so many parts of this anime along with having you know really good grounded characters. So yeah, check out I've Been Killing Slimes for 300 years and maxed out my level. Uh, it is it is a lot better than than the title kind of gives it. I guess, anime-wise. Next, we have Full Dive. This ultimate next-gen Full Dive RPG is even shittier than real life. Yes, the name was long as hell for no reason. We're just going to refer to it as Full Dive. And this is another video game anime, as you probably suspected from the title. Uh, we In this anime, it's, you know... It's kind of funny. So, we start out with a character who is, you know, he's not a, he's not a loser, but he, uh, he used to... Um, what was it? He, uh, at his school, he doesn't know what he wants to do in his life. He doesn't want to really do first future. And it starts out kind of when his teacher asked him for that. He's like, I don't know. I don't know what my future wants. I don't know what I want to do in my future. Like, I'm not sure. And he's a, he became a video game head, like something that really loves video games. And he has this, even his best friend telling him, like, yo, like, you know I mean, video games for losers, dude. Like, figure out your future. Like, come play back and so come, come play soccer or something like that. And he, like, brushes him off. And, he's, and it's the release of a new game. And he 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 gets uh, he has two bullies that take his money, and he tries to go buy the new game, and he he realized that he gave them too much money, so he can't buy the game. So then he goes to this you know random weird uh, store, and he's like, oh, do you have the new game out? She's like, no. and the clerk is like, no, try this game, and and I, it's anime, so she got big old titties, and he gets swayed by those big old titties, and buys this game that ends up being. A game that's full dive, like SAO or like that, but it recreates everything. Pain, your physical attributes from the real world, you know, all five senses, all those things are in this game. So if you're not an athletic motherfucker, if you're not an athletic person in real life, you would not be athletic in the game. If you're not smart in real life, you would not all of a sudden be a, a, a high tier mage. Like you're not going to get all the powers. You get the powers of what you got when you are in real life, you get that in the game. And so it really, I mean, it really makes it very uh, interesting. Like for me, I would never play the game. Like I, I would have played one one day, and I, I, I tried to play one hour and be like, yeah, nah, I'm never picking this game again. I would have took it back, sold it back. I would did something. I would have, I would got rid of the game. But he's kind of uh, determined to play in the game, especially since he didn't get his other one. But he's determined to play it because he's kind of trying to prove something to himself. So um, I respect it. Again, couldn't be me. But I think that's the best part about this anime in a way is his morals as a character and him, you know, I guess in a way he's determined to use the life he has in the game to kind of create a better life for him outside of it because he doesn't really have the life that he wants outside of the game. And in the game, like, everything is replicated so he can kind of, you know, make better decisions. So that's really where I feel like it's going towards and that's how it feels right now. Like, he tried to quit the game but then went back to it because he just... I think he just feels a you know predisposition to kind of trying to complete it and trying to you know make something of a life that is you know different than his own. But the title does not lie; it is definitely shittier than real life. Like that game is trash. I would <laughs> I would never play it, but it's what it's the characters in the game that make it fun to watch. Like the game is purposefully not good, and they tell you that in the game. Like certain things happen. And one of the the character, the clerk who's helping him as a fairy in the game, 
who's helping him. She's like, oh, yeah, this is so cool. Don't you think so? And the guy and the guy looks at him and he's like, no, this is fucking stupid. Why would they have this nigga? Like, why would they do this? And and, and that's what makes it good. Like, that their their repertoire, their, like, uh, interactions make it really fun, funny and, you know, just an interesting watch. And then even just the story itself and what they're doing in this four-dive video game anime is fun. Like, it's a shitty game, but the characters are what make it good. And Ass has a really lot, lot of funny moments, too. I will say that. A lot of funny moments, too. Uh, next, let's talk about Higuro. Well, Higuro, after being rejected, I shaved and took in a high school runaway. Now, I have to say this from the beginning. I was scared. When I read the description for this anime, I was very, very scared. I really thought <laughs> we were going to have a Koikimo situation. Like, as I brought up earlier, the Koikimo, the anime that was very disappointing to me about the guy that was, in fact, that's the guy that's infatuated with his younger sister's friend who saved him one day and is a total creep. A harassing creep. That's what I thought I was going to get from Higuro. But that's not what we get. We get a guy who, besides liking older women, that means he has taste. Um, he's, a, he's a man who takes in this, this, younger, this younger high school runaway and is like a, a big brother or, you know, a father figure to her. And, you know, besides besides repeatedly rejecting her advances, we find out the truth behind her advances, you know, and it's that, you know, she, we, we don't know why she ran away from home yet, but when she ran away from home, she was staying with men who were taking advantage of her and doing things to her, and they weren't good guys. I mean, a lot of guys talk, you know, we talk about this on Twitter all the time, right, 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 on oh, real life too, right? You know, niggas ain't shit. We know that, right? You know, and there's more bad guys than good guys. And this anime talks about that, basically. <laughs> like, he's a good guy, but she's been around a lot of bad guys, a lot of bad men. And so, um, and so, like, he takes her in, and he really tries to help her, you know, find her ambition so she can get back home. Because she's been, she after leaving home, and probably at home, too, she's been around people who were not, you know, uplifting her. And who were not really giving her the space to become the, the woman that she needs to be when she gets older. And so, like, they were using her. And he, he's not for that. That's not how he works. He's, a, he's an actual good guy. An actual good guy so far. I don't know yet. I mean, he, might, he might switch up his feelings. I'm hoping he doesn't. But he's an actual good guy so far. And so I'm really looking forward to how this anime continues and he actually concludes. Um, I really want to see them really foster that, you know, brotherly, sisterly relationship. Not in an air manga sensei way. But like in an actual brotherly, sisterly relationship in which they can, you know, rely on each other, and she can go back home and you know become a permanent woman that she's supposed to be, and he can become a better man, right? There's a few funny things I think is funny in here. Now I, 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 don't, I don't think I've ever said on this pod, but I'm a man that doesn't like to be wrinkled, and by that I like I wrinkle all my clothes. My girl hates it. I wrinkle. I'm wrinkle. I've ironed all my clothes, right? Every like before I go out, outside, I iron my clothes. I don't like being wrinkled. I think being wrinkled is ugly. I don't like it, right? And so in this anime, when he when the high school girl moves in, she irons his clothes. She gets this man to shave his face a little bit, you know, consistently shave his face because that man he don't look good with the, he don't look good with the beard. Consistently shave his face. This man goes back into work, and now he got the holes on his dick, just because he ironed his shirt and shaved his face. I be telling niggas, man. Hoes don't like wrinkled niggas, man. They don't like wrinkled niggas. If you walk around with a wrinkled shirt, 
You're not gonna get no bitches. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You you, you playing life on hard mode. Well, now you gotta do is iron your shirt. That's all I gotta say on that. All I gotta say on that. Uh, next we have Osamek rom com where the childhood friend won't lose. And this is what I would kind of call the uh, spiritual successor, since we have no clue if we'll ever get a new season of this anime. Or Suki, if you've ever seen it, I'm probably saying it wrong. But yeah, uh, Osamek is kind of, in my opinion, the spiritual, uh, you know, successor to it. It's... It doesn't have a bench coon, right? It doesn't have the you know the 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 villainous bench that lives in the Orosuki world, but it does have that same idea where we have this one character who uh, meets all basically all his love interests and they all love him too from you know some from from like a clandestine point in time for the most point for the most part you know when he uh, when he used to be a, a famous child actor and he meets. Two, two, two of the women that two of the women that end up well, girls end up falling in love with him, and then his one is a childhood best friend who also falls in love with him. And there's more likely more characters as always. You know, I mean, it's, it's a harem comedy harem anime, but it's it's it just it just gives me those Orisuki vibes. And if you know me, Orisuki is probably one of my favorite comedy slice of lives and probably slice of lives in general. I hopefully hope we get another season of it soon. But also make us really like the spiritual success of it. So if you like Orisuki, you will probably like this one. Yeah, there's not really much to, to, to explain if you if, if you know what Orosuki is. But basically, it's the main character. He's, he's a former child, famous child actor who's kind of like uh, who's in love with one of the girls in his class who is a famous writer. And what happens is, this is what happens is he has met her before in the past, but he didn't know it. And so he she ends up, you know, uh becoming boyfriend girlfriend or is about to become boyfriend girlfriend with another guy and he you know loses heart and so his he makes a deal with his childhood friend who says that she loves him to fake a relationship so you know it's it, it's 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 getting to you know anime levels of you know hysteria and so it just goes on from there as just a series that you know has a lot of heart and is very funny and uh, and it's just an all-around you know good slice of life comedy uh, I, it's definitely one of my favorites this season, hence why it's, you know, getting to the top of the still good category. Um, definitely one of my favorites of this season. And yeah, yeah. I just think if you really like Size of Lights, if you liked Orosuke, um, even if you liked, uh, no, Snafu is not like this. Even if you liked, um, we never learned before that very, very horrible ending. It has that, you know, that same vein of comedy, uh, dealing with the characters, even maybe the quintessential quintuplets. Maybe, no. You know what? I would I would say we never learned in quintessential quintuplets are like each other, and this is the other end of the spectrum where you have Orisuki and Osamek. Yeah, yeah, that's how I would explain it. Next, we, we're reaching the top of the still good category. Um, these next five were very hard to choose, right? And next five, I mean the two in still good and the three in our top three, right? These are very very hard to choose. And some of y'all are going to disagree that this next one is not in my top three. And it's also not my number one in the still good category. Tokyo Revengers. Tokyo Revengers is my number two in the still good category. And I, I think this it, it's, it's a, it, it has the, the ability to be top three, right? But I ended up having to be picky. I had to be picky. 
I had to be picky because I, I, I could have made this a top 10 because of how much I really enjoy most of the anime this season. But I, I try to keep it top three. And, I, you know, you got to be decisive and picky. Um, and the only thing I did, the only thing I think that would I dislike about Tokyo Avengers, and I, again, I'm being picky. So some of y'all going to be like, Aaron, Aaron, why you, why are you fretting that about that nigga? Like, that's not that serious, right? Why are you fretting about it? I really don't like that they don't explain how the time travel works. And, okay, and I'm guessing that does come later, right? Like, people going to be like, oh, Aaron, read the manga. Ah, I said my dick. Um, I don't like how they don't explain how the time travel works. It's just kind of like, like, he travels back in time, which I thought I thought originally was, I thought it was really cool. I still think I like, I still like the premise of it. It's really cool. Before he used to train, and we find out it's because um, her brother saves him, which all which is kind of cool. How you know, there's a lot of things I can say about time travel. I, I, I graduated with a degree in physics, I really love theoretical physics, and so there's lots of stuff I say about tra- ta- the time travel that does and doesn't make sense. There should be more ripples, there should be a lot more ripples in time by what he does in the past. But getting away from that kind of idea. I like how they have him like survive the train accident because he gets sent back in time. And the only reason why he comes back is because the little brother is the one that saves him. So I really enjoy that, right? Because he saves the little brother back in time so that the little brother ends up saving him, you know, in current time. However, however, it never explained how he goes back in time or why he goes back in time. And again, I know they'll probably explain it later. But again, I'm being picky. I'm being a picky motherfucker. So y'all can, whatever. I'm being a picky motherfucker. They don't explain it. And because they don't explain it, I got I got a deck of points. I got a deck of points. Besides that, Tokyo Revengers is entirely one of the most enjoyable, one of the best anime that came out this season. It is, it's everything. It's all the buzzwords I always say. Interesting, fun, enjoyable, all something like that. It's the, the main character... What I like about him is that his, I'll say, like, uh, he's, 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 at first, he's very soft, you know what I mean? He's very dad on himself, but his growth is, you know, it's, it goes really well with the pacing in the show. And as he grows and becomes a better character and, be, and understands that, like, he, he need, and understands that, like, his life for the sake of the story is more than just his life. And he, and he figures out that, like, you know, he's not been taking advantage of life. Instead, he's been allowing life to take advantage of him. And so he's, he's, you know, put on, he ends up having to take this task of saving, of saving, uh, you know, people from the past. I'm not going to try to spoil it, but saving people who end up, you know, losing their lives or losing their hope or losing their dreams in the future. And he ends up having, being tasked with this. He, he begins to see the importance of, you know, taking, taking, not, not taking life for granted and, you know, really living life. And so I, I really enjoy that. And the characters, yeah, the characters are phenomenal. Mikey Coon, Drake, Drake, uh, Dra- uh, Draken, Draken, um, even even a little brother whose name I can't remember right now. I just really love them all. I really love them all. And the main character, I really love the moments where he really steps up, and that's the most important thing. Like he really steps up. He really like you know lets his balls drop and is like yeah, like I'm I, I, I I'm a t- I'm that nigga. Like I'm gonna be okay. I, I'm a I'm gonna do what I can to save my friends. You know what I mean? Really that shown in level. But it just it, it gives it from a different vibe, and that's why I really enjoy it. So, next for the number one and still good category, this is gonna be controversial, especially since it's about Tokyo Revengers. Mars Red. Now, the only nitpick I have of Mars Red is, and y'all know I hate this, CGI background people. 
Besides that, I love it. But CGI background people. Why? Why, Lord? Why? But besides that, Mars read a story about vampires and a, a group, a secret group of the a secret uh, government group who is tasked with recruiting or and or killing the vampires in the area that they that they live in is fighting to, you know, kind of take back what was taken from them in a way, like, you know, talking about humanity and also like that, we're talking about vampires, like we have the, all the things, like they can't stand in the sun, they are more powerful than regular people, and there's actually a tier of vampires in this one that I haven't seen uh, for a while when it comes to vampires. I don't watch a lot of vampire stuff, but I haven't seen for a while when it comes to like vampire stuff, besides like, you know, having like a head vampire who created all the other ones. This one has like a thing where depending on the vampire who created you, that can change your level of vampire from like S tier, A tier to unranked and stuff like that. So so it's it has a lot of interesting ideas in it and I really like the characters in it. I think I think if I had to say one other thing, I think they don't fully develop all the characters, but for the most part, I like the characters and I think the MC main character is one of the best characters in the story. As he should be, right? Because he's the main character. But doesn't always happen but he really makes the story in a way because you know he's the the borderline between i guess the chaos that is being like the vampire world and the and i mean the sadness or the you know the real world like the, the he's the borderline between it because you have his general the guy who's in charge of him who wants to create this vampire army and he who is you know someone who although he does like his vampire comrades he's still someone who is you know you know what i mean i would say a war dog i mean somebody who is his loyalty is to the army and so you know this comes into question especially if you got to the latest episode into what he will do you know come the future as his general is like yeah man we're gonna take over the motherfucking world we're gonna become the strongest in the world with his vampire army he's gonna go against everything to make that happen, but is that the right thing? And so this plot, the story, everything that goes into it, I think is crafted beautifully. Like I really, really love the story being told so far in this. Like it, Mars Red is better than I expected. Yeah, and I didn't know even I didn't even know what to expect, but it it blew out whatever expectations I had, and I didn't even have any. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I think Mars Red is, that is a good watch if you're really interested in a story where, you know, we have vampires, but it's not, I don't know, it's like it's not demonizing them, right? Like, it, at the end of the day, like, it's about, you know, they may be vampires, but, like, they're people too, in a sense, especially in the sense of the story. And I really enjoy that, like, it, it you know, talk about, you know, what is what is life and that's like that. Like, I love, com I love stories like that. Uh, so yeah, Mars Red, probably my favorite, well, the best in the still good category. Um, even though I could probably switch with Tokyo Revengers, I could, I could flip flop these with just how good they are. Uh, next we have top three. Now, this top three was difficult, except for two. Two of these anime, okay, so picking these top five was hard, picking the top ones are hard, but the hardest one was the number three spot, because the number three spot could have went to Mars Red or Tokyo Revengers. Shit, could probably my memory go to Full Dive. Probably could have went to Osmake. Probably could have went to Higuro. Like it could have went to a lot of them, um, but mainly probably could have went to Mars Red or Tokyo Avengers. But I I went out on the limb. I went out on the limb and I picked one that I'm guessing a few people didn't watch, and it's eighty six eighty six. That's my number three for this season. 
Uh, the only gripe I have about it is I don't like the mech designs. I think it's boring, the mech designs. But besides that, I think the story is phenomenal. I think the idea, and a little bit of spoiler, I think the idea that the people of 86 are looked at as inhuman, as not human. They call them pigs. Looked at as pigs. They're not human people. And they use them um, inside their machines. And yet the, the army, the government says no. So it starts off with the, with the, the main character. She's walking. She's she's a uh, she's a handler for um, for people who work. Um, uh, she's a handler for the eighty for eighty six units, which are it's a district within this uh, this country. There's eighty there's eighty six there's eighty six districts, and eighty five of them are looked at as human. Eighty six isn't. And it starts out with her walking down the street and hearing hearing the government say, the government broadcast, the news broadcast say, uh, another another victory we have won. Uh, in in the battle against the evil, you know the evil the evil uh, government, the evil evil country, and no people have died again by our autonomous vehicles. No people have died once again because we are the greatest in the world. Lottie that died, and we have this view of her walking, you know, her, her gripping her fist and like a harder and stuff like that, and you know she knows the truth. She knows the truth that they're not autonomous. These mechs aren't autonomous. The 86, the District 86 people are in them, and they're dying by the millions over a war that's lasted five years, five, five plus or five years. And the people think that, that the people really think that no one's dying. But because that the government, the government, you know, five, five plus years ago issued that people of 86 aren't real people. They say that no people died, and they hide the truth that the 86ers are actually in the mechs that are fighting these wars. And it's, and how they go from there is phenomenal. I just, I really like it. I really like it. I think the story is really good. And I think they really, you know, um, the characters are also what makes it good. They explode their dynamic. These characters, are, I think, these, I really like how dynamic these characters are. I think that's probably the best part about them. Like, they feel, they feel real to these situations. A lot of them, like the 86ers that are still alive, have become numb. They become numb to the world that they inhabit and are forced to inhabit. Because they, I mean, they're forced to go into war. Like, so many of them have died that they're forced high schoolers, kids, to fight in these mechs on the front lines while the other people of the other districts think that no people have died. And then if they did die, they think of the 86ers as pigs, as people who are inhuman. So who's to say that they would actually care? And so, yeah, it's just phenomenal. There's definitely a conspiracy going on. There's definitely more to the story. And I really look forward to seeing how 86 wraps up this season. Uh, I just, ugh. Again, if the mech, if they, they, they should just went full mech. Not these spider mech things. They should just went full mech, in my opinion. But, yeah. Great show. I think if you check it out, uh, you might, again, again, if you're not a big mech guy, you should still like it, or mech girl, or mech person. You should still like it, but yeah, eighty six, good series. Next we have okay, so these next two they're undisputed. I right now they're undisputed. I can't. I I don't think I could put anything else as a top two for this season. They're undisputed. Number two we have those Snow White notes. Now, as an American. I don't know a lot about, you know, traditional culture in many other countries. You know what I mean? We're we're ignorant. You know what I mean? I try my best to, to learn and not be ignorant and 
you know, that's what I, that's one of the things I'm, I'm working on, you know what I mean? Doing my research and everything. And so in those Snow White notes, we have um, them using uh, a, a traditional, I believe a traditional uh, Japanese instrument. And it's, I don't know, it reminds me of, oh, what is it called? Reminds me of the anime called Kono Oto Tamare, which if you've seen it, again, it's like a different instrument that you don't really see in America at all, for the most part. And I, I, it reminds me of those two in a way, but this one's totally different. This one is this much bigger slice of life aspect, especially in the beginning of the series. We have the main character who runs away from home because his grandfather dies. And his grandfather tells him on his deathbed to no longer play the shamisen, which is the main instrument used. He be, and it's because this the grandson, he basically, the, 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 grand, the grandfather is telling him, like, you're, you're not making your own sound. You're not becoming your own musician or even your own person. You're copying me. And if all you're going to do is copy me, then you don't get the soul of the shamisen. You don't get the, you don't get, you, you, you aren't becoming your own person. So if that's all you're going to do, I want you to never play it again. And it's, and, and that's like what makes him away from home because the sound he chased, the person he chased for his entire life from, you know, child to um, high schooler that he is now was his grandfather and his and his playing of the shamisen and who he was. So he runs away from home and you know goes to Tokyo and that's kind of that's kind of where our story begins and it's I don't know man it's the him as a character is an amazing MC. I like again he's he's stoic, he's quiet, but he's confident, he's cocky. And I really like that. I really like that. Like he 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 doesn't back down. You know what I mean? Even though he's been beat down, he makes sure that he doesn't back down. He, he's not going to let somebody else beat down on him, <laughs> which I kind of like. And um, he really, like, it, like there's one part where in the beginning where a girl, a woman that he, you know, stays with for a little bit when he's in Tokyo is being taken advantage of, of her by, uh, being taken advantage of by her boyfriend. And he's like, he's like, hey, hey, hell no. You broke ass, you broke ass nigga, you asking for your girl for money? Like, <laughs> That's basically what happens. He's like, you broke ass nigga. You asking her for money? Why don't you get a job? Like, <laughs> all up in his nigga face. Why don't you get a job, broke ass nigga? Trying to get, trying to take money out of her pockets when you know she ain't got the bread for it, nigga. Like he all up in that man's face, and I really enjoy it. <laughs> when he when he did that, I was like, yo, this is this is top MC right here. This is top MC because most MCs won't do that. They just watch that shit. They just watch that shit and think to themselves, oh man, I should have said something. Nah, but he said it. He said it. He grabbed, he grabbed her hand and said, oh, no, 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 no. Don't give that man no money. He ain't got a job. He ain't got the bread for it. He better get his bread up. Like, what do you think this is? And I love that. I love that about the MC. Um, and it, and I, there's one thing I, I didn't say yet. It's the art style. Those Snow White notes has the best art style this season. Y'all know I'm a sucker for a good art style. And those Snow White notes art style is uh, so, so good. I love watching it. You know, and one thing I got, I got to make a note, I got to make a note of is that when he plays, when they play the instruments, they don't have, you know, the apparent CGI fingers. Now, they might do it again. I'm not a master artist or master animator, but it's not something like Forest of Piano, which it becomes full CGI moment. No, it looks fantastic. The moments where they're playing the shamisen is gorgeous. Like... It, it, I'm, if you don't feel something when they playing that, man, just aim it not for you. I'm not going to say there's something wrong with you personally, but I'm going to just say, 
I don't know what to say to you, but the shamisen, when they're playing that, it is just a moment of pure beauty. And I just, uh There's a part where he plays for his mom, and she's singing, and him and his mom have a very tumultuous relationship. Um, and it's like, hmm. At first, she started singing and singing, and I was like, I don't know, I don't know if I like this, right? But then it continues, and the serenade, just the her voice against the shamisen, is beautiful. Like, and I find myself being pulled in, like enthralled by by it. Like, I don't, I don't know how else to explain it. It just it pulls you in, and it like doesn't let it go. And you want you want to figure out and find you want to go on this journey with the MC as he fights to find his sound and realize you know more about the people around him. And yeah, and I I lo- also love that within this music anime, a lot of music anime, same thing as sports anime, becomes trapped in this loop of competition, right? And how it becomes more shonen-esque than it becomes slice of life or even just straight music. And even though there are really good ones like that, sometimes I like something that takes the approach of stepping back from that and not having the competition be the focal point of the entire anime. Instead, the characters, the music, that's the focal point. And this is one that does that. Where the MC, he's not focused, fully focused on winning competitions. He's focused on finding himself. He's focused on, you no, know, as he grows and becomes, you know, he as he grows as a character, becomes more concerned about his friends and wanting to win for them and subsequently for himself. But his main goal at the end is to find the sound that makes him happy, the sound that makes him feel closest to his grandfather and closest to the person that he wants to be. So, yeah, those Snow White notes... A beautiful, beautiful anime, and I think if you're if you're into Kono Alto Tamare, um, I think you'll really like this one. Um, if you're into like slice of lives and you're into you know I guess learning about the tradition of the cultures because again I don't know how accurate it is you know what I mean but there's a point where he talks about how uh, there's a point where one of the teachers talks to the kids of the group and he's talking about how shamisen for them was like the blues in a way like it was. It was uh, it has, it has something to do with their cultural heritage that dates back to centuries before. And so, yeah. Amazing, beautiful anime. Last but not least, and it's crazy, I just said all that, and you're like, there's another one. Last but not least, number one, so far, this is mid-season, middle of the season, is Vivi Fluorite Eye Song. I, this, there's so much I could say about how good this anime is. Animation is perfect. Art style is perfect. I would say like the first three episodes I, I are not are, are a complete mix. Like not even a p- part of the misses, not even a, a little a fleck of the misses. Like Vivi, up until probably last last two episodes, I don't think ha- has knows what a fucking miss is. Like in the last episodes, I wouldn't even call fully a miss. Maybe like not maybe. 98%, 99.5% make, and maybe a 0.5% miss. Like, I mean, one part where I'm like, yeah. But besides that, it is a 
fucking amazing anime. The storytelling, the the themes, everything. It touches on all of it. Like we have the story of an android, a world where um, androids are becoming more possible. Androids are becoming more possible and becoming more expressive. We start out um, with a, a, a doom flag in a sense, where the future, the future where androids and humans have gone to war, and androids are obviously winning because they're fucking robots. Um, we told you. Uh, and so this doctor, he sends back in time, not his consciousness, but an object. He sends back and sends it back in time to this android called Vivi, who is basically the precursor or the beginning of intelligent AI robots, right? Who can make multiple decisions, right? Who are more than just you know uh, somebody who tells you who like you know who cleans your bathroom, like more just like a maid type thing. He can make multiple decisions outside of their prime directive and he sends it back to 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 uh, vivi so that it so vivi can hopefully stop the war in their uh that, that the impending war between androids and humans and so we get this kind of you know duality that we've seen before between the idea of what is humanity you know and uh what what does it mean you know to be human and how and you know and you know dealing with you know ai and the humanity within that as well and just it it just deals with it so beautifully vivi as a character is really really good and we see from the beginning that you know she kind of has free will and she kind of already fights out of a prime directive because she distorts it to her own values and to what she believes it works for certain situations and that's just it's just so this is so many things i could talk about when it comes to Vivi and how much I enjoy her as a character, I enjoy the side characters, I enjoy uh, the the stories that it presents, and each episode jumps in time. So like the first episode is like you know twenty thirty three years from my dad. The next episode is like twenty thirty eight, or I don't remember exactly the years, but like it jumps in time as when the the object that the doctor sent back in time wakes up and says, "This is a prime junction in history. If we can change this historical." Just this historical moment, then we can change the future, and so it's just it's 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 like those things that where we see, you know, Vivi have to deal with things that you know the regular human wouldn't be able to deal with it at all, and so it's just I don't know it's it's a phenomenal series from front to back. I don't think an episode is missed. It's an anime I don't want to give a lot of spoilers for, even though I've kind of given a few. Um, it's it's too good. It's too good. I feel like if you're really into, if you really want something that you're really gonna, you know, enjoy, you're really gonna feel, you're really gonna feel, then this is the anime to watch. I'm still reeling from the last episode, the episode from two day two, um, two episodes ago. Oh. I'm still reeling from that. I think that's episode six. I think I'm still reeling from that. Whoo! Yeah, but that is the anime. That we are watching this season. The top three again is Vivi, Florite Eye Song, Those Snow White Notes, and 8686. But then again, I would definitely just check out, you know, if you, I mean, if you like any of the ones I talked about, definitely go and check them out. Um, I got what I get. I would also say go watch Mars Red, go check out Tokyo Revengers, Osamake, Higuro, Full Dive. I've been killing slimes for 300 years, maxed out my level to maxed out my level. 
to your eternity. Ah, taxi. Combatants will be dispatched. Burning committee. Juran. The Princess of Snow and Blood. Check them out. Um, a lot of good animated season. This is the, as I said in the beginning, I think this is a solid season. I don't think there's anything that's standing out because we don't have a Jiu-Jitsu Kaizen or uh, Attack on Titan um, or Mushiko Tensai. That's, that's the one. You know, Mushiko Tensai still kind of flew under the radar, but it kind of lifted. But we still don't really have something like that. I think most of this anime in the top three, it is still good. I would put it in the 8 out of 10 category. Like Vivi, I might even move to a 9. But I would still put in that 8 out of 10 category. Where it is a solid, solid, solid season of really good anime. And anywhere you anywhere you turn, you're like, wow, this is good. 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 So, I mean, I think whatever you choose to watch this season, you will not be taking an L. Whatever you choose to enjoy this season, you will not be taking an L. Unless it's Nagataro, then I think you might have a fetish. That's okay. But I'm only 50% judging me. 50%. Not fully. 50%. But that's all we have for this episode of this midseason. If you agree with me, go ahead and tweet me. Tweet us at Black Anime, you know, on Twitter. Uh, hit us up. You can, you know, put us in your story on Instagram or something like that. Um, if you dislike it, you know, I don't care. But, you know, tweet me anyway. You know what I'm saying? Uh, sometimes I like to argue. So go ahead and tweet me. And that's going to be it for this episode. Thank you for listening. And check you on the next one.